year what is going on everybody we are back with another episode of from my experience podcast i'm your host rob this is the conclusion of the series the line is not secure um it was a series that started a few months ago after i joined some singles groups and basically dived a bit deeper into facebook and realize that toxic men get a lot of smoke from men and women, but toxic women don't get talked about very much and catch very little smoke. So I just wanted to inquire about that. And I had an episode uh, with uh, Nella B and Biff talking about it. We broached the subject. We got to a little bit of an impasse. Then I had a fellas episode so we could hear a man's perspective on, you know, when we have something to say about these toxic women, why the line is never secure and we can't really talk about it. And now we are at the conclusion of the series where I have four special guests with me. And we're going to talk about solutions. How can we secure the line? But before we get into that, <clears throat> I want to shout out to our affiliates, Garner's Garden. Check them out on Instagram. Check out their website. We also have a link in the description where you can buy products from them. They use organic natural products for like skincare, oral health care, things of that nature. Acre Gold, you can have a subscription where you pay monthly towards a two and a half gram bar of gold or a five gram bar of gold. And once you have hit the mark, which is the current price of that amount of gold, they will ship it to you right in the mail. I actually have a video on the From My Experience podcast Instagram because I got my first bar of gold. And Retro Mimi, M. I M I. They sell handheld emulation units. So those of you who are tech savvy or you know how to use YouTube, learn how to download and get those ROMs and put them on a micro SD card and you can carry your childhood memories of gaming right there in your pocket. All those links will be in the description. So please use our affiliate links. We'll get a little bit of kickback, which will be used to help the show. Now, without further ado, let me introduce my guests here. <clears throat> well, first, we have Miss Jessica Fountain, who was on the show actually almost exactly a year ago, um, talking about her. Well, I was talking to her about her blog and her travels around the world. Jessica, what is going on? How are you? I am well. Thank you for having me. No um, Life is busy as we navigate this pandemic and small business and all of the above uh so i would yeah life is good no complaints excellent excellent now i have the fellas back with me we have nick we have voodoo and we have my boy q my xbox buddies and the fellas who try to keep me on a straight and narrow path when i be out here messing up so we had the fellas back fellas welcome no you don't get your individual introductions <laughs> oh thanks because i know one of y'all was thinking it yeah, we feel greatly appreciated. No, last time we got introduced as the old men, so I'm going <laughs> to pause on that. <laughs> Voodoo, are you still there? Or are you focusing? Oh. Oh, I was asleep a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, and all of us answered. Jessica, ask me the same question you asked before we got on air. I almost answered it, y'all, but I paused because I'm like, this is something that needs to be in the show. So, in the second episode of this series, you guys discussed Secure the Line. And there was somewhat of a definition um, given in that episode, 
But I wanted to know more about what does that mean? Is that having a safe space when you say secure the line or a non-female space meaning secure the line? What does that actually look like to you all? Um, it is, oh, Nick just sent me a text message before we begin. Rest in peace to Chadwick Boseman. I never, I have not said that on any episode since he passed away. Um, and some of those episodes were pre-recorded before his passing. I just never interjected to say that. But I do want to make sure that I do say that he will be missed. He gave us some great movies. Um, if you have On Demand, make sure you go watch his films. They are excellent. I wanted to make sure I said that. I know that was an awkward moment to put that in, but I, I know I didn't want to forget again. Thanks, Nick. No problem, man. All right, so secure. So for me, I will say it's both of those things that you just said about securing the line. Um, one, having a safe space with uh, without women at times, because uh, I will say a lot of women don't receive it well when a man talks about a woman, and it's not that I'm trying to be. When I talk about a woman, it's not that I'm talking about them trying to demean them or put women down, but it's like there are some problematic areas when it comes to women and it's like we can't ever talk to them about it because they get so defensive instead of listening for understanding and the benefit of improving um that's what it means to me okay. so i'll chime in a little bit too on that um i think it means two things i think one it means that men are men that we shouldn't we shouldn't have to fight our nature all the time. And that, mm. you know, amongst our group that we have as the fellows that we can talk openly with each other without having, you know, some, uh, I would say, misconceptions of exactly what we're talking about. We're not trying to down women or anything like that. Uh, number two, it also means that when we are talking to a woman that we can be open and honest and um, that... Uh, they're not going to take anything that we're saying to them offensively, especially on the sensitive top topics or if you're get, going through a tough time and you're trying to get through it, that you can be open and honest with each other and actually work through the issues instead of people getting defensive and trying to uh, defend themselves and it turns into something else rather than the actual topic. Okay, Voodoo. Um, I don't know. It's pretty originally... Um... I remember way back when I started saying that stuff to Q specifically. Uh, originally, it really meant, hey, can I speak freely without hitting any trigger points from anyone in your background? That's really what it started off with. You know, it, it really directed towards, you know, either, you know, his better half or any company he may have or, you know, any company anyone may have at that time, and meaning that will they hear what I have to say? Because it may hit a trigger point. So it kind of like, I guess, evolved into this line is not secure where you want to make sure you can speak to another guy freely without a woman being upset or offended or causing whoever you're speaking to some any, any kind of grief. You know what I mean? So because, yes, it, it, women tend to get a little sensitive when they hear certain things or be reactive. So... That's when I. That's what I think about when I say, "Is the line secure?" Okay. So, if that makes any sense. It does. Q, you got anything to add? Well, uh, everybody kind of touched on a little bit here and there. Um, so, 
there's not too much to add more than that because um, like everybody is basically saying, um, everybody uh, wants a voice. Uh, men, women, we all want a voice. And sometimes that's uh, a tad difficult when you're speaking, when men are speaking to women. Um, like Voodoo said, there are trigger points here and there. And sometimes uh, I even see it between women themselves. And uh, just to be fair, I see it between men also. Yes. Uh, so, so this is really about, you know, how do you say, uh, how do we get to where, where we can say the line is secure for men and women uh, speaking together? So uh, I, hope, I hope somebody has an idea of how, you, how we're going to accomplish that. Um, I, I want to add to what Q said. Um, those of you who listen, I know there's ignorant people out there. We do know that this stuff can apply to men and women. We obviously know that. I'm speaking from a man perspective, talking about women because this is what I see. This what this is what I experience. You know, Q is right. Sometimes women feel the same way, but I've been in way more situations where I've literally seen dudes clam up and shut up when a woman walks in the room, whether it be their girlfriend, aunt, mom, whatever. They will clam up and shut the hell up because. Oh, I can't say that. I'm not allowed to talk about that. Whereas I walk into a room full of women and I'll become the example. <laughs> like I'll instantly be a target and they'll continue to speak freely. But I don't feel a way about it either because that's just them speaking freely about their experiences. So I've ex I've seen the dynamic. So that's what I'm speaking about here. But um, Jessica, I want to give you the floor because you had a chance to go back and watch. Well, watch. Go back and listen to the first two episodes. Um, and if you're one of those people who has not listened to the first two, please go listen to The Line Is Not Secure, Part 1 and Part 2. It will give this episode far more context than you just jumping into the conclusion. So what were some of the things, uh, talking points that you wanted to bring about? Well, there was a lot, even even in just, just now. I think that there is a misconception of this idea that you cannot speak. And I think a lot of that comes from the idea of who have you previously been speaking to? Mm -hmm. And I think that when that's your experience of speaking to people and not being heard, sometimes it comes from like our like our own behaviors because we we go uh, like I'm trying to trying to find words for it where I'm, I'm actually being able to speak exactly how I feel and not being pigeonholed. So something that I heard is like you can't say certain things, and I don't think that I I just truly don't believe in that logic. And even when I fall victim to feeling that way sometimes, sometimes I feel like I can't speak on, on something, but it's not really true. It's that I haven't found words and language to, to for the topic at hand, because I know that I can speak on anything. Um, I just have to find a way in how this can be received based on where someone is, based on my my attachment to it emotionally. Like sometimes I'm too emotionally attached and I have to take a step back and I have to come back to it from a different angle. Sometimes it's been like, I know where that person is in their growth. So no matter what I'm going to say, it's going to be defensive because they're in a defensive place in their life. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's something. Um, you brought up a good point there. It, it, you know, it's for me, it's just not wanting to deal with the aftermath. 
It's not like I can like I feel like I can say whatever I want to. I do say what I want to say most of the time anyway. But it's just I don't want I don't want to deal with the aftermath of it. Like the aftermath sometimes is so extreme. You can like you said you just don't know how they're gonna take it and where they are in their journey. And sometimes I don't feel like you being mad at me for a week after you said you weren't gonna get mad and, I, and you want me to speak. Like I don't I don't like the sneak this and I don't like the snide remarks that come after. It's just so much extra stuff comes with it sometimes that it's best not to say something sometimes. It's like let me just keep the peace. Well, yeah. Jessica. And, and to your point, though, doesn't that go back to our episode where we cited the three examples, the women that take responsibility, those that take it but say get over it, and those that don't take responsibility at all? It depends where they're at, just yeah. like you said. Right, right. And I think that that is, is key to getting to the place uh, that Q mentioned of, like, how do we get to this common space of being able to have the conversation? And I don't think that you can navigate that space for people that are not ready. And I think that sometimes it it comes to some big, like we want, I think our human self wants to always try to like uh, navigate it in a way where you can kind of get your cake and eat it too. But like sometimes you're just going to have to eliminate those type of people out of your life and it's unfortunate, I think, because it does, I mean, everybody wants community, everybody wants relationship, everybody wants, like, these relationships, but you can't have that type of level of relationship without somebody being open enough to have dialogue and conversation. Like, you can't get to that, well, that common space without it. Go ahead. Well, to get to get, that, to get to that level of relationship, you know, you've got to do the the thing called relationship maintenance. You know what I mean? Relationship. Gotta, I mean, relationship right. maintenance. Maintenance. Got it. Yeah, because you've got to get to a comfort level, and so does your partner. You know what I mean? So you've got to do your job to make sure they're comfortable with you and vice versa. Now, granted, there are some people who's ready to move forward or go a lot faster in a relationship than the other, but it's still maintenance when you, you know, What's the word I'm looking for, Nick? When you accelerate or decelerate in a relationship to keep up with your partner, you know, and both persons have to do it in the same sense. Mm -hmm. The person who's like kind of step, stepping backwards, they need to be open enough where the man or woman open enough to say, hey, I'm not comfortable yet with this or I'm getting, I'm a little more comfortable with this. Would you be okay doing this moving forward? And you've got to kind of communicate and provide maintenance. So you need, it's a, the biggest issue relationships have is security. Yeah, you know what I mean. And, and I think, I think you're right. And I think that security comes from not being secure itself first. Like you can't be secure in a relationship when you're not secure in your own person. And I think that's where we constantly meet people that have like I can be secure, but like I can be in a relationship with someone who may not fully be secure in their thoughts. So there, so that creates uh, conflict. And when you try to approach it even with this maintenance, if they are not secure, you can't have that dialogue with, you can't maintain something that was never fully established from the beginning. True, and I mean, to both of you, I think both of you are spot on with this. And and the, the point is two phases here, right? So the first phase is, just like you said, Jessica, are you secure in yourself, right? Can you look yourself hard in the mirror and point out, okay, yes, I'm. I know I'm a great person at this, but these are my fatal flaws, mm. right? Yeah. The, this right. is this is what I am not good at, and this is what 
the toxicity I will bring into a relationship and face that front on. And then the next step that people often don't realize, because I'll tell you, when I was dating my wife Uh early on, Mm. I was, in order to progress to the next level, I had to deal with all my demons and lay them out on the table with her. And if she couldn't handle that, then we couldn't be even talk about marriage, talk about the next step in our life, right? And she did the same with me. And I don't think a lot of people do that. I think everyone's about the, the, you know, the, the sugar and fly, flowers, but no one really says, you know what? This is my crap. This is, here's all my shit. Can you handle it? Right. I like that. And man. I think they bypass that step. I'm sorry, Rob, go ahead. I, I was just going to say, you know, I heard one of the scariest things I heard, I was, I was working a part-time job and my manager had been married and he found out, <laughs> he found out, I, I don't know how many years later it was. I think it was a year after they got married on a Christmas when his bank account was in negative that his wife was bankrupt and had all these debts and didn't even show up to the court date. And since they were married, they were garnishing his salary and her salary. And I was like, because I was talking to him about my now ex-girlfriend about how we talked about finances. And he was like, wow, I wish I would have had that conversation. He said, oh, you're really good for having that conversation now. I was like, wait, you didn't talk about finances before you married someone? So it just really goes back to, I guess, Voodoo, you have just hit the nail on the head with one of the ways to make the line secure is relationship maintenance. Um, and Nick, I would say you, yours, I would call that transparency. We like to hide those flaws because we're scared. We like this person so much sometimes. They're so fine. They're so good. They make me feel good. The sex is so good. I don't want to do anything to push them away, including telling them the whole truth. Because I don't like omission either. I don't like the whole, well, you didn't ask. Kiss right. my ass. But you know I would want to know. I hate that one. But um, um, I like that. Omission is lying. Omission is yeah. lying. Not in real estate. Yeah. But go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I struggled with that as a realtor, boy. I struggled with that one. Yeah, and I, I just want to make some clear. Uh, y'all right. Yeah, y'all make some good points, but um, you know, you're saying about transparency. You're saying about uh, relationship maintenance. But uh, let's let's get to the reality of it. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Self self is not going to take blame. I'm just going to let y'all know now. Um, I see it in every relationship. If it's a business business relationship, uh, you know, uh, female-male, male-male, female-female, self does never wants to take blame. I'm going to tell you from personal experience. I never want to take blame for something. I'll pass it off on somebody else first, and then I'll look for a way to get out of it without blaming self. And but I Q, but Q, to, don't you think that's a sign of maturity? If if maturity. you can, if you if you want to get that close with somebody, you you have to be able to do that. Hmm. Um, true, true. I I don't get me wrong. I agree, but like I said, I, I just want to play in the real world. That is not what you see. It is just not what you see. There. Um, let's, let's. You you say um, people are mature. Uh, you know how they say. Uh, you know. How they say, uh, most people say, oh, yeah, you get, you know, 25, you get in your 30s, you know, and you start to be more mature. But let's face it, those are the people that have the most problems. You know, you're not going to sit here, no, I'm going to take the blame for nothing. You know, like you said, um, they said, hey, you never talk to somebody about their finances. Well, let's get real with that. If somebody's in a relationship, shouldn't they 
like you said, disclose it or at least not put you in harm's way. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. that's that is one of the best, biggest stress triggers of a relationship is finance. But because I think it's usually hidden till the end of the I'm sorry, go ahead. Go it's ahead. fine. No, no we, we gotta find it's I a lot of people on here. You just gotta you just gotta jump in. We gotta find the flow. It's all it's all good. I'm, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. I'm 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 good. Go ahead, go ahead. Go okay. Ahead. So I feel like going back to what you originally stated, Q, is like that's not that's not reality. And I think that our realities are based on our experience. And another thing, a point that you made is that that's your your insecurity is that you don't want to admit when you're wrong. But not everyone is like that. Like I'm the first. I, I am actually a person that would admit when I'm wrong when I know that I'm I'm wrong. Like okay, I didn't handle that the best way. But in my experience, so my experiences are going to be different just from that trait alone. And I think that you, you have to be, you have to go back, like do that first analysis of self before you can take the next step and say, I want to commune with anybody. So if you haven't addressed your own shortcomings, your own uh, abilities and strengths, like, you're going to move out of ego and you're going to, your ego is like, doesn't want to take the blame. Your ego never wants to be right or uh, never wants to be wrong. And like, you're going to move in ego and ego with any person going back to the different types of relationships. When ego is in play, it's not going to yield the best result. Like you have to, you have to kind of lay that aside and say like, this is where I am and this is what I, what I'm doing well, this is where I operate well, this is where I don't, and like bring all of that to the table and meet people that also are bringing all of that to the table. But if you're hiding a piece and you don't want to admit that, then you're going to attract people that don't want to admit that in other areas. And I think going back to the guy that didn't know about his wife and her spending habits, if he's honest with his himself, instead of just solely looking at her mistakes and her, her stuff, like there was something in dating that indicated it even yeah. if it was the fact that he paid for all of the dates or he um she never she she might had money to go to a concert but was complaining like i don't know how i'm gonna have pay my light bill there was something yeah. in their dating process i'm pretty sure that revealed that trait of hers whether he ignored it or not because he was going back to looking at the sugar and the sweet like people don't just become total nightmares overnight like that that is like habitual behavior that they are doing something somewhere that you have to read into all of those things that i think show you who they are yeah that's the whole problem though when you're so-called in love you don't see those things nobody yeah, ever sees the, nobody sees the mistakes everybody overlooks the mistakes because when you're so called in a relationship, that is the first thing you let go. You say, okay, I get it that everybody's gonna make mistakes. You say, hey, we're gonna deal with the mistakes as we go on. That's why you overlook many of those red flags that are thrown at you because this is your significant other. You're gonna look past that because you're trying to make a relationship work the best you can. Yeah, it, you're overlooking it, but I think if you stay right there, why are you overlooking it? 
why I'm overlooking this because of something within me. Like, and that I think that we overlook those things because we want to be in relationships. So now you've placed this, this point of, I want to be in this relationship so bad that I'm going to overlook these things that are are in my heart. I don't think that that's cool though. Like (laughs) I think we do it. It's not cool. It's not cool because, like you, you, you do yourself a disservice by overlooking it to jump into the relationship, but you didn't do the work. Like, why do I need somebody so bad? Like, what about this is like my my trigger? Because all of that to me, if you can keep, you place these things on pedestals and you overlook all of these other behaviors. I feel like at the end, they never, you never in life, you don't skip past the test. The test comes at some point, and you still got to take the test, so you can take it. In the dating process of four dates, I see something ain't right. Or you can take it four years later when you already put committed to it and got a ring and a baby. Now you see it ain't right. Like so, so Jessica. I mean, to your to your point though, I think I think um, a lot of those are immature mistakes, right? Immature right? mistakes early on. I don't think we have the, and I'm not going to say young mistakes because it can happen at any age, but. Um, early on, you will overlook some of those things because, oh, I'm in love and, you know, I can handle that. I can deal with that. And they come and find out later, it's a really big issue. It's a red flag, right? So it, I think it depends on the maturity of the people in the relationship. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, glad, I'm glad I'm the sober one here because y'all make it sound so easy. No, it's um, not easy. I'm, I will no. Like, it is I'm, so, I'm drinking water, man. Uh, you you sure that's water? <laughs> yeah, I didn't even say anything yet. I was actually about to say something to your point um, about the reality of situations. All three of my ex-girlfriends had a very big problem with accepting responsibility for their crap. And it was funny because when they made... It was funny because... And this is something... This is probably why I'm probably going to be single for a while. I, I know for a fact I cannot deal with the woman who cannot admit when she's wrong and deal with her shit. I, I, it's impossible because, Jessica, like you, I'm the same way. My father raised me like that. Like, when I was 13, if my dad messed up or did something wrong, he was apologizing to me, which is very rare to see in the black community. Like, your parents, you know, back in those days thought they were right about everything. But, like, my most recent ex, and I saw that um, when I held her accountable, she didn't like it. And I would get attitude, but like a day or two later, she would always say, one of the things I respect about you is the most is that you're one of the only people that ever holds me accountable for my bullshit. You know what I'm saying? But she couldn't she couldn't take it because, you know, it, it's self-destructed or whatever, but she couldn't take it. And it wasn't that I was being menacing or mean, but it's like, yo, I can't, certain stuff you're not going to let slide. Like, you know, you're going to let some stuff slide because you don't want to be nagging about every little thing. But it's like, yo, I need you to be mature enough and we're going to build a life together and commingle finances and living together and planning and dreaming. And I got to turn on opportunities for the sake of this relationship. I'm going to need you to be at a certain level because I'm not going to give all this up and give up my, you know, I guess, single freedoms and these extra choices over here for the sake of this relationship. If you're not going to be all the way in or you're not going to be on a certain level of maturity, like I need you to understand you know, and be able to take responsibility for what you do and what you cause to happen and how we're going to move forward from that. It's tough. I totally agree um, with that. 
my only challenge or question is when we look at our exes or we look at our own experience and look at the people that we have chosen and that have got how we got to like in the relationship two years later four years later whatever that looks like what attracted us to that person given that they had such a big chunk of the thing that we don't want and i think that going back to maturity when you when you come to that awareness is usually something that you needed they had one piece of the puzzle that you needed mm -hmm. that they were fulfilling but they had they <laughs> lacked 90 percent of the puzzle suppression is part of it too they hide stuff you find out you find out stuff later you know what I'm saying? You don't know all the questions you I ask. You find things out later. I could say that about all three of them. There's a lot of things I did not find out. To say. And when I found them out, I addressed them and I got excuses instead of the truth. But I don't think that's, I don't know if I agree with that because that's like saying that they had the power. <laughs> like, even if I use hey, myself, when I was I'm in my own, huh? Did you, did you use word? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, say so did, did I hear this word called you just hear a trigger point? Power? Oh, we back to control. <laughs> no, we're not going down this road. We're not. <laughs> but you know what, Jessica? Jessica, I'm gonna say this. But that's giving them control, like giving them power, giving them all of that. Like I don't understand. You, we all have our own bucket of power, but and we all like it, that's. That level of maturity right there, most people don't want to admit that. But this is what I, I, this I is the question I have for you. About this control thing. Stop. <laughs> I have a question for you. So what do you mean I gave them the power? I don't understand. Like if someone hides something from you, like physically or emotionally. I get that people do things that they that don't align with the relationship or your ideals of a relationship and like they um they you have to own you have to own nobody else can own the fact that you are attracted to this type of person no but here's the thing Here, wait let me finish let me finish i was attracted to them for the right reasons but when it came to what we needed to work on or when things began to be revealed nobody wanted to do the work like i'll give okay. you an example like i had a girlfriend I don't want to say her name, but, um, no, we had, no, no. we had our own spaces. She had an apartment. I had an apartment. She kept okay. her apartment spotless. It was all, every time I came over there, it was clean. Stuff was together. Maybe not her bedroom, but it's our bedrooms, but it was always clean. Mm -hmm. Relationships get further. She gets a house. We move in together. The mm -hmm. house is dirty all the time. Like it's, it was like a totally different person. And I'm like, you know, I got to a point where I was like, yo, like, this is not cool. Like, when we were dating, your spot was always clean. Like, it was it was straight. But it was like, now that we're together and we're in this space together, it's like you just totally disregarded it. And the word, <laughs> she said, well, I mean, I mean, I knew you were coming over then. And, you know, we're getting to know each other. So, in my mind, to me, that said... You were trying to get me. And now that you got me, you feel like you don't need to work as hard. Or you don't need to keep, you don't need to be that per. That was your, I guess, what people call sometimes a representative. That was a small example, but it was something I experienced because, like, I'm not the neatest person, but I like my space to be clean, uncluttered, things like that. And there was just no excuse for it. Like, and there was just, right. it was like, if, but my thing is this if you were the type of person that was comfortable like that and you wanted to live like that, 
that would have been hella important for me to know before I moved in with you. You know what I'm saying? You hit yeah, it. Yeah, but that's like a trigger. I feel like all, I think that that's a great example, but it's like she wasn't clean. She wasn't this. Like, it's still the reality of the situation is that she she was this she was honest with you like that was when we were dating and the reality is she really was doing that i was dating and it's like somebody's coming over but that wasn't really who she was and you thought that that was who she was so now you're disappointed and triggered but instead of coming up with the solution this is what i need from you like i need xyz that's not given but i did i came up with a solution and it, it turned into well Anytime the house was dirty, you felt like you were quote unquote walking on eggshells. But we came up with something that we're going to do together. We came to an agreement, but now okay. back to kind of what Q said. Now, you know, we come up with this rule, or what Voodoo said, we come up with this rule. When I mm-hmm. don't do it, it's World War Three. But when you don't do it, it's like, oh, you know, man, <laughs> you know, I, yeah, yeah. You, it don't, you don't want to apply it to you now. So it's like, Cause I'm like you, I'm solution oriented. I don't get into the minutia of arguments, fussing and fighting. You don't like something, I don't like something. Let's talk about it and work it out. You know. All right. So, 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 let's let's trail this right back. Right. Not trailing so, nothing back. So, so no, right I'm back sure. what, Go ahead. So, so, so Jessica and Dex used this word earlier about ego, right? Mm-hmm. Ego is all about self. Self don't like to take blame. It's about I, right? Mm-hmm. When you're in a relationship. It's about we, mm-hmm. okay? And I heard heard Rob saying it. We agreed to this. We did this. The girlfriend, the, the girlfriend example that he was just given, she well knew what was good for we, so she would clean up before we got together, right? And now that we're all comfortable, she's regressing back into I. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's very difficult, and Q, it's easy to say, I agree with you, but it's very difficult that to address the we in the relationship. You always have to address the we in the relationship. And people think earlier on when y'all dating, we is easy. Y'all ruin each other. We is so easy, right? But now when you're comfortable and all together, oh, I just want to be I. I just want to be me. You understand? And it becomes the we becomes less less important. So the that's a great way to say that. Uh, it's very clear. I think a lot of people need to hear that. <laughs> yeah, but honestly, and that's what happens. That's what happens. That's why most relationships fail because we goes out the window. It becomes about I. Yeah. Dang, Nick, you you know some stuff. Yeah, um, that was good. Before we get into the, the talking more about the solutions, Jessica, do you have any other points you wanted to bring up from the previous episodes? Any more points? Um, the idea that women are sensitive. Women are sensitive, but I think that it is interpreted as a disability or some type of negative instead of like uh, someone made a comment, men are like men are men. And women are women. 
And I think that until we can recognize like where we have, where our personal strengths are and navigate even our sensitivities, our sensitivities can also be interpreted as intuition. It could also be interpreted as a strength instead of, it's always kind of thrown up as women are sensitive as if it's like, a handicap or a, a disability of some sort. And I think that that's kind of triggery um, as a woman, because I think that there's a lot of beauty in our sensitivity that makes us a woman, goes back to the point of men are men, women are women. And I, I, um, I think that sometimes it's such a, going back to even the word toxicity, is such a triggery word until you deal with your toxicity. Then you can look at it from afar because you know you're not, your toxicity is not even really something to be owned. It's something like I am, I may have these toxic traits, but that's not who I am. Like, and when you can look at it from that kind of objective eye, I think that you, you're not as easily triggered by the word women have toxic traits. Okay. Well. Well, Jessica, I I disagree with you because I believe that men are just as sensitive as women. I think what is different is the priorities. The priorities of men and women are different, which mm-hmm. makes us different. I think the things that women are sensitive about give them this rep that they are sensitive, but that's not necessarily the case. Men are just as sensitive. When we get in a relationship with someone and and the the I. I, I see voodoo over there shaking his head. When, when the women earlier on, just just a, as a brief example, are attending the ball game with us, right? And then later on in the relationship, mm, no, nah, I don't want to do that, right? No, nah, I don't want to uh, participate in that activity. No, nah, I don't want to go on the motorcycle with you. No, nah, I won't. You know what I mean? It becomes a different thing. And men do take offense to that as well. Uh, women might be sensitive about security, might be sensitive about affection, might be sensitive about communication, right? I just think the categories are, the priorities and categories are just different for men than women. That's, I think that's what it comes down to. We, we hold other things more importantly than you, not to say your categories aren't important to us, but they might be less on the scale for, for us than uh, a, a woman who holds these other categories such as security and affection and other things more important. So what part do, do you disagree with? Because it sounds like we are in agreement. No, well, I, I disagree with you saying that just labeling women as sensitive because I think men are sensitive too. I, oh, at I least, didn't say I, that. I, I mean, well, like I said, I did, I did say that. She was but calling I'm something. saying it in, in the same context in which you're saying you're saying, saying it was a dis, we're looking at it as a disability. I'll right. give you this, Jessica. I don't consider it to be a disability. Are you guys more sensitive than men? Yes. Are men as equally sensitive as women? No. But that I goes don't. against, like, to say more sensitive, like, going back to his point, I don't yeah. think we're either more sensitive or no, like, insensitive. I think that the ranking of that is just different. Like, it depends yeah. on the topic in which you're discussing. So, like, but the only time it comes up is, like, in these conversations. Well, and I it, get it. it, and I get it again. Because a woman knows that what he just said. Like, we're all sensitive. Like, human beings have sensitive, triggery spots. So, depending on what we're talking about, if I know you inside and out, I can touch a spot. And, like, because there's something in your life that makes you sensitive, that makes you, like, 
a little guarded. You don't want to hear that. It's a trigger. There's something in life that makes me more sensitive than other things. Yes, I agree with you in that sense. That's every human being. Right. What you've got to understand is the same way a man tend to be can, can tend to be a little more aggressive, a little more egotistical than women can, that sensitivity is that check for that. You understand what I mean? This is how we should relate. It's, it shouldn't be a bad thing for a woman to be sensitive. I'm just saying that they are more sensitive than men. <laughs> you know the what I think? The thing is, is that the sensitivity just for, is... Just for the record, I don't agree with you. On that. Yeah, because his line is not secure. <laughs> You're not going to understand it. I understand. Well, Actually, I, I don't really want to, because I feel like you get it, and then you just but your your condition to say we're so much more sensitive. It's like you're saying, <laughs> yeah, everybody, all people I'm are sensitive, it. and yes, there's some these topics, but women are more sensitive. Like that's not fair to say. I will say like, this. It, okay, it, okay. It, um, it becomes a trigger wait. right then for me well, to well, hear I that because I do that you agree. This this is what I'm what I'm getting based off of listening to the three of you. I don't even think it's about sensitivity levels. I just think the way that re we react to things gives off different vibes. It's like the reaction. Okay. Like we're all sensitive, but the way that we the the level in which we react to things is different. I see this is just personal experience. I tend to get way more of a reaction to things, or I see more way more of a reaction to things from women than men. Which trans it can translate into oh you're more sensitive, but I mean maybe but or, maybe like you just said it may be your trigger because there's certain things that I will like flip out over, you know. But it, it, to me it's just like the reaction. It's like I don't even look at you as being more sensitive, but I just look at oh that topic right there no, like that they're gonna flip out. Versus... But you're more fluent in men. Like your your language, you're fluent in speaking men. <laughs> like because you are a man, I am fluent and understand the woman because I am a woman. So my experience from womanhood is going to be understood. Whereas when I'm talking to women about certain topics, things that I would say men are sensitive about, women like understand the language of what I was trying to in uh trying to communicate right. but if you're not if you don't speak Spanish it's like English and Spanish like yeah. if you don't understand Spanish and I say something I could very well be saying have a nice day and you can say she was trying to curse me out <laughs> like because you don't understand the language Jessica I feel bad that you're like the only female on here right now because <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> I don't disagree with her though. I don't disagree with yeah, her. Well, <laughs> don't feel bad. I was in this position a couple weeks ago. It's okay. I think I was. I, I think I'm equipped. We're all just sharing. Yeah, we're um, just sharing opinions. There's no. I don't. No right. one has said anything wrong yet. You know, it's not about right or wrong. These are just points of views, and hopefully, those of you listening are taking notes. So go ahead, Q, because you like you about to drop some philosophy. No, yes, no, snaps fingers. Give it to him. I'm gonna be quiet. I'm gonna, no. I'm gonna go ahead and let y'all speak on this one. No, 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 no. <laughs> is your line secure, Q? Right. I was about to say that the line is secure. This is what we came here for to have this dialogue, and I think. Oh, Wait. No, the line okay. isn't secure yes. right now. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. 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 See, this is this is where we. This is why so, we need solutions. We don't. I'm gonna tell you, gonna tell you right now. Here's here's the key with everything. 
uh, like Jessica was saying, like, oh, yeah, yeah, she can talk to anything uh, to other women about. Well, I don't find that to be true, but I will tell you this. A woman can talk to men about anything when it's when they're not in a relationship. As soon as they get in a relationship with the person, they can no longer talk about the same things anymore. Because you're right. Like right now, we're sitting here discussing this. It's fine. As soon as you're involved in a relationship, everything starts to go sideways. Mm -hmm. Because everybody then says, what if we talk about now, they're going to hold me to that in the relationship itself. So that's why I say, no, the line is not secure. Y'all know know, know my line not secure. Hey, yo. yo. I think that might be why I am chronically single. Because I'm very vocal. I don't bite my tongue. It's not to the point in which I am trying to demasculate the male or I am trying to, like, I want to be heard just like a man wants to be heard. And I think that women... We have to fight so hard to have our voice, like, to be heard. Ugh. Oh, shit. <laughs> I, yeah. disagree. I, I disagree. I think I, 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 I agree with her to the point that listen, I think with certain I'm people. I'm going to listen to you before I say anything. Good. So go Thank ahead. you. Q, you. back up from the camera, man. <laughs> no, Q in it. Q in it now. Uh, I that we have just dropped the bomb on us. I don't want to fight to be heard. I, I don't want to... Like, I want to have dialogue. I want to have conversation. I want, I'm open. And I and I will say, like, in my own personal experience, there are some things that are triggery. Like, when people say certain things, like, the sensitivity is a trigger for me. Um, because there was a time where I was sensitive and I, my feelings were on my sleeve. But then I, cultiv- I found words. And it's like, now that I find words to call me sensitive is, like, a trigger. It kind of brings up the old self because I'm trying to find words and even my words are not no longer like now we're reverting back. And so it's like this old trauma that's haunting. And I don't I don't know. I just think that women really want to have a voice in the conversation. They want to be seen for their full being, not these uh, gender specific roles Mm -hmm. of what I should be doing, but who I am. Like, I I don't want to be like labeled into this while I can submit I don't only want to be just seen as submissive because there's a great part of me as a business owner I am I have to be assertive so while I am willing to submit and I'm willing to be a team player you can't just put me in a box and say you're supposed to be submissive no because there's 50 60 70 percent of my day when I'm working I am meant to drive a business and be assertive and, and make moves. And I need to be valued in that part of myself as well in the feminine part of myself as in the, the free part of myself. So I think people in general, like if we take off some of these labels, even down to the conversation, I think what we're all understanding is that people want to be heard. Uh, someone said, to be able to speak freely and have the freedom of expression. I don't think that that's, uh, that can be categorized in men or female. And I think when you meet people that, that allow you to have that space, like you'll find that the, the lines are a lot uh, more common than they are 
different. Like we are sensitive. We we do have these traits that we have to work on, but like you have to get past all the barriers of that. So the only problem the only problem with that is that uh, a lot of the the male listeners to this show are not going to agree with you because they're going to be like um all the relationships that I've been in the women definitely had a voice if not they had more of a voice than the men had so that's what I was trying to get with, uh, at. you guys kidding. are heard and listened to a lot more than you actually think or give yourself credit just in the discussion with other men you guys have more influence in our decision making than than you give yourself credit to. Because mm-hmm. that's all that that's that's probably the most valuable thing we own. Not own. Bad word on. That is the most valuable thing we probably can attain as men is a partner. Especially if they're in love and in love that partner, like they're gonna listen to them. You already have that voice. You're already being heard. You're already influencing that decision. And that is the power of a relationship because you guys are a voice of reason. We tend to be decisive but quick on our judgments. You tend to get us to scale back and think it through or at least be open to a little bit more sensitivity because we lack the sensitivity that you guys have. It's just that, I mean, like, it's, I hear women say, oh, you know, women are just as strong as men. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. I hear you. I hear what you're trying to say. But I think it's because of, uh, I guess past or bad experiences that's been put out there in a voice to make it sound like it's a, such a bad thing to be in a relationship, you know, w- w- with a with a woman or, or a woman being in a relationship with a man. You've got to you've got to understand that you guys already have that influence. So when you say you're not heard, you may hear some male chauvinistic comments, you know, or attitudes from guys, but a family man like Nick, you know, and a father like like Q, you know, and you know, and you've got me and Noob who's just swinging by the wayside. We still get influenced. You know what I mean? It makes no difference in the relationship that you have. And I've so had it, it. So it is a biological fact that women are way better and more, more communicative than men are. It's it's just a fact. So, as Charles said, no, I didn't say that. Man. No, I'm saying what you said previously, that you are listened to more than you think. That is a fact. Okay. That is absolute truth. It's just yeah. sometimes okay. guys... That, okay. Okay. Before you go on, I just wanted to make one more comment because okay. you also mentioned this whole submissive stuff. I just want to go on record. Uh, like... Myself, Voodoo, Nick, um, we all go for strong women. None of us want submissive women. All of them will tell you that. So when you say submissive, I understand that um, how they say a ship can only go in one direction at a time. Now, that's why there's all the always these co-captains. But when you say submissive, the, I know the men here. That's not what we're about. Okay. So all this other stuff, because I get it. I've, I've been in relationships where women want the man to run everything, but I've never seen these men here want none of, none of that. <laughs> so because, I mean, to, to, to quickly explain that, the thing is, is like when I get in a relationship, I need you to be able to help me because I know I'm here 
to be able to help you. And if you can't do that, I don't need you to hear my every command and go with that. I don't need, I need a second brain because I'm not going to make the right decisions all the time. I'm going to make mistakes. If I can't get somebody to help me with that, you're not helping me. <clears throat> you know, and it's vice versa. You you got to understand it in that sense. I mean, like, who wants a, a woman to let you just do, lead them to the dark? Right. Because I'll, I'll let you, I'll lead you to the bottom of a pit if you let me. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you know, so I mean, like, I need you to say, hey, Charles, that's a, that's a, that's a cliff right there. I'm like, okay, oh, yeah, my bad. So I'm listening to y'all, and I'm hearing y'all. I'm taking some of this in. Okay, so we have all of this influence, um, and you also stated communication, that women are overwhelmingly statistically proven to communicate better. With all of that detail, I feel like maybe the solution lies in the communication because I feel like we don't, women want to communicate and we are proven that we can communicate, but then I guess the feeling going back to the original uh, point of view was that what you can't say. And I think we have to get past what can't be said and that everything can be said and we have to find language for like to be able to move in that communication vehicle to get us to the next def- destination of where we're trying to go. So I'm, I'm going to say something that's probably going to be very controversial, but <laughs> I think sometimes women need to talk less and listen more. Oh, hold on. Okay. I got to go. go. I just got a phone call. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this to your point, Jessica. Um, so y'all talking on both sides, and I'm really now I'm I'm confused because you, we we need to talk less and listen more. But if you are not willing to say the the hard stuff, which is the meat, we can't talk about sides. And we know we we got a big topic. Yeah. Like the big topics are the things that y'all are not willing to talk about. Well, Jessica, I'll tell you this. No, Jessica, no, no, let me no, no, let me ask you. A qu- okay, go, go ahead, Rob. Sorry, I was gonna say here here. I guess this is to sum it up for me. I don't like talking to people or I don't enjoy talking to people who aren't receptive of information. I'm going to be tired of you very quickly and probably be done with you very quickly. And which is why a lot of the times I cut myself off and won't talk. And I've been told that I'm, um, what's the word dismissive. And it's like, I'm not trying to be dismissive or discount an opinion, but when I see where a conversation is going and I can tell that you're not hearing me, because you're too busy trying to respond versus mm-hmm. listening and taking information. It's not that I'm telling you what to do or trying to say that I'm quote unquote right. I'm giving you information from my perspective. That's it. I just want you to take that into consideration moving forward. It is very rare for me anyway. I'll have some close female friends who get it, but like relationship wise, none of them have ever got it. They've always felt defensive. They've always felt like I was trying to tell them what to do. And it's like, no, I'm just giving you information. It don't even have to be a whole discussion. I'm trying to get you to just like I receive information from you and I adapt accordingly. I'm hoping that you would do that. I'm trying to do the same thing. But it's like you don't you don't get it back in return. It's about working. It's about working as a team, truly what you're saying, because um, I I had an argument with my spouse the other day, and not not to go into too much detail, 
But the thing is, we're trying to make a decision on something, and I'm asking her for information, and she feels bad because she hasn't given me the information when I asked her for it, right? But she comes back to me all defensive, saying, oh, just go ahead and make a decision based on the information you have on your side. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to do that. First of all, I know that's a trap. Because if I go and I go and I make the decision based on the information I have without getting her her data and something goes wrong, what do you think is going to happen? You get the blame. <laughs> it comes hey, back to you. Nick, I just want to know, is your line secure over there? Because you, you're saying that it's not secure. <laughs> sure. Oh, sure. I'm I'm saying it's not secure. I mean, we 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 totally reconciled over it, so I can I can say this. We get in trouble. Totally reconciled over it, and she will give me the information. I <laughs> but the thing is, she was so busy trying to make the point. You're gonna that... see Nick's screen go dark. Like <laughs> she was so busy trying to be right in the in the whole situation, not realizing that hey, listen, I'm trying to do. What's best for both of us? This ain't about winning the argument. Right, but I think that that right there is a level of maturity that most people don't uh, have because you you held her accountable to it. And you were un, you, your ego didn't meet, say, the ego of her response because your ego could have said, you know what, you're right, and this is what I'm choosing. Like, and it's that but again it's like no nah, we ain't going to do that and that's a accountability factor but i think it takes patience and time and a lot of other things to be able to move like that and i think people skip early steps and it's not it's like how do how can we make that a practice how can you make those things a practice like how did you learn to like because i'm pretty sure when you met her and before like you didn't just start this this week like this is like layers of um, right. practicing this behavior like to learn like this is what we're going to do but but i'm going to argue to you and tell you relationships end on arguments like like that they end on arguments like that because if if the man's going to hold their ground on a point like that that can escalate to another thing oh he's not listening to me oh he won't just right right but i i guess like for the people that and for the audience members that are that recognize that like how do how do you move because like I feel like I come with a wealth of knowledge and wisdom and not that I don't have shortcomings because I have also flaws and alls but my intention for the next relationship that I am in is to ultimately be able to navigate difficult situations like and be able to come together with my spouse and have conversation and be free to speak my opinions and also that everything is not one strike you out like nobody moves freely like that if you know that one step and you're going to step on the mind that's going to blow the whole relationship relationship up you're not going to move as freely as have being in a relationship that gives grace and also you know what you, you don't get this piece right here so i'm gonna have to take the lead right now and help us both elevate to the next pl place like how do you get to that space and i think that that's what all of us want to know like mm -hmm. because i don't think mm -hmm. any of the points have been too far off center um yeah. they have a little bit of a, a blind spot here and there but like i think ultimately everybody wants to navigate 
this euphoria of like, how do we get along? And it's very hard because there is a, a lot of one and dones or I get mad, I blow up and it's over. And you know what? Screw it. We don't have to be together. We can well, just keep dating. Because that's easy. <laughs> well, you don't have to do any work. Well, it's easy. Yeah. You run. Yeah, to the to the previous points, right? It's 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 about laying it on table, number one and number two. It's about we and not I, right? I will say this. Y'all need to rewind everything that Jessica just said. That's called taking that that when you're single and you want a relationship, you have to go down that journey of really asking yourself, who am I? Where am I? What do I really want from this person? You have to do that. And am I ready? That's another thing. You know, we see that big, like, I want a motorcycle really bad. If someone came and drove up a motorcycle and said, you can have it, I wouldn't drive that motorcycle. You know why? I'm not ready to ride a motorcycle yet. I've not taken the course. I don't have the equipment. None of that. I can't ride the motorcycle. I want that mofo. I want one really bad. But if someone gave me one right now, it would be parked for at least the next three to four months until I figure out what the heck I'm doing. And a lot of people aren't willing, and this is personal experience, aren't willing to forego that for self. I'm just going to take advantage of this. But like literally at the end of my most recent relationship, she said, I knew from the beginning that I should have told you no because I wasn't ready, but you were so good to me. You did. You weren't giving me a reason to say no, but I knew I wasn't ready. And I'm like, you could have, if she would have said no, things would be totally different right now. You know what I'm saying? So I think that personal journey is so freaking important. You have to take that personal journey. You can't. Because that, I think that goes back to the, the very first thing we started talking about, accountability, security. You cannot be secure in yourself until you, I guess, until you've had that own accountability talk with yourself. I can't, I, I can't be held accountable by somebody else because I didn't first understand what that looked like for me. Like, and so when someone else comes to do it to you, it's a trigger. You're not even taking that. I think you're, you're triggered by their accountability because you didn't do that for yourself. You didn't hold yourself to some stuff and be accountable with self. So now it feels like they're telling me what to do. They're making me do these mm -hmm. things. They're, no, they're just holding you accountable. But if you would have done that a long time ago, it wouldn't feel, I feel like, so, I don't know. Like when you know you're wrong and you know, you can, you can own it because like you recognized it first and it's not it's like yeah you're right i probably was tripping yeah you're comfortable with it <laughs> you're comfortable uh, I don't with know. It. but this is dialogue. back this on is yeah this has been an excellent episode so let's just start hitting points of things we think can help make secu help secure the line i'm not trying to be funny i'm gonna be honest <laughs> with you the line will never be secure i'm sorry i have to say it i just feel that way because to all of our points, you honestly don't know what you're going to get with the other person. You're not going to know how far they are in that journey, and there's going to be bumps in the road. Is this person going to be willing to stick it out with me? You ain't going to know that until it happens. You're not going to know until it happens. But let's talk about ways we can help secure the line, ladies and gentlemen. This is not time for a dramatic pause. <laughs> Open. Oh. It's so, like so, nobody knows how to. You, do I could go first. No, I mean, no, I, I, I just didn't want to hear my voice again. I, Q, go ahead. Well, you, you are the not to lack of better words. I'm gonna say I, I was gonna say elder, but sensei. Wait, 
I like Sensei. Age, I mean elder in experience because you are the only one in the success story of the committed relationship that I know. I'm not sure. Q, are you in a relationship? Are you married? I am not married. Okay. So, yes, you are at the totem pole of this. Like everybody else is single and not in a relationship and dating and trying to figure it out. And we ain't said I do yet. So, so all right. All right. I'll start on the first point. So, <laughs> as Q said, self, <laughs> no one wants to blame self, right? You have to be able to blame self, number one. <laughs> so, that open dialogue needs to have that difficult discussion that you cannot have with your brother, your sister, your mother, your, and you know, anyone else, but you, you can have it with the person you're with needs to happen. That's number one. So to recap, to make sure we're all clear, I'm going to use some therapy uh, verbiage. So what I'm hearing is <laughs> you have to first be, have that difficult conversation and come to uh, a logical awareness with yourself before you can enter into having that difficult conversation what with another person or whatever it may be like your truth like, you have to be able to see your truth right yeah you have your to be truth. able to see it from from dual lenses like from both because there's two sides to us like like whether it's our masculine and feminine femininities or our our dual thinking, like we we think yes or no, like there's dual reaction to every topic. So until you can kind of come to that level-headed space for yourself, you cannot enter into it with another being in business, relationship, or what have you. I would right. say and then when you are with, with that person, there has to be a fulcrum, that point, where you feel like, okay, I can trust this person with everything, that you have that same discussion that you had with yourself with that person that you right. lay on the table. I was, gotcha. Voodoo, you about to speak? Mm. Oh. I'm just taking it in right now. <laughs> yeah. I was going <laughs> to say this, Jessica, you just did something small but extremely significant. Um, and shout out to Nella B. She said this um, a few episodes ago. When Nick said what he said, you came back and said, okay, I'm going to give you some therapy. So what I'm hearing you say is that's very important. When someone says something to you and you take it away and you, you think it might escalate or you feel triggered, you might want to repeat and say, okay, so this is what I just heard you say. Is that, is that, is this what you meant? That will clear up probably 99.9% .9 of disagreements, misunderstandings. Because sometimes people express things and we take it away, but that's not what they meant, if that makes sense. Um, so taking a step back and actually listening a bit more, slow it down, take out that mentality of right or wrong, or I must defeat you in this conversation or discussion. It's like, we are working together. We are building together. Why are we fighting? Why are we trying to prove right or wrong? We are trying to find the best decision for us. <laughs> like is really for me it's really that simple what is best for us even if i don't like it i'm not gonna like all the decisions that are best for us but if it helps us get to the next level that's what i want that is the goal so that's more important than my personal feelings on a majority of things voodoo q like how do we secure the line man y'all gotta give me something especially q especially q yeah what does 
I'm sorry, but you're the most controversial have... member on here. And I feel where you're coming from. And I don't disagree with what you said because I've experienced and seen a lot of what you just said. And I know people who think like that. So from your perspective, what is something <sighs> that we can do to secure the line? Okay, I can sit here and say... <laughs> Why you got to deliver it like that, man? I can sit here and say that, hey, yes, you know, people need to share and be involved in each other's lives. But the truth be told, the line will never be secure. I'm sorry to let your listeners know that. Um, and it's very Jessica, simple your face. to understand. I mean... I said that, you know, though. I started with that. But go ahead. She, because... It, Let's break it down. Uh oh. We have a female on the show right now. Let's think about it. We can go through the, the typical stuff in relationships. You know how they say a man asks, because usually this is how it works man asks a woman, hey, look, get married. Woman either says yes or no. They say yes. They say, okay, let's go ahead and do the wedding. I'm going to tell you how relationships really work. The woman aside, where we're going to get married. They're going to decide how the wedding is going to go. From there, then they say, okay, it's time for us to buy a house. The woman is going to decide what type of neighborhood they want to be in, what type of house to get. They're even going to decide what's going to be in the house. That's true, Dick. Yeah. Nick no, is, it's not. It, it, it's it's not I don't true. want it to be true. Hold on, y'all talking over each other. Oh, sorry, sorry. Let him go. Let him finish. This is what happens in relationship. Then they say, "Oh, because if if everybody's doing things and they're talking about it, then they say, oh, it's time to have children.' Well, a woman can decide at any given time. No, no, it's not a good time for me. Ooh." Or they can say, yes, we can have children now. Then even or, the children here. The woman decides if they're going to stay home to take care of the children or if they're going to still work. This I is don't believe in that. This, I'm, I'm just letting you know what happens. Tell but, me. But I think he's not right. Tell me it doesn't happen. Go ahead. It doesn't. It doesn't happen. But go ahead. Go ahead, Jessica. I'm not Nick, talking to you. No, I think, no, I think that he is right, but when, but it's like, it's like right now the with politics. It depends on these pollings that they're doing. Who are you polling? And I think that you're you're right about your experience and about what you're saying. When no, no, you, but, my experience, I'm going off of. Okay, so a thousand people though, out of a thousand people, a thousand couples. We're gonna say couples. Okay, that might be 950 couples that have that experience. I, However, I'm <laughs> going back to the end of this story, like the end of this narrative that you're projecting, they, they end in divorce. And they end in divorce because they were following a manual that was written to fail. Because if you do all of what you just said, and that is true, and it does happen, and people, I hear it. And it, to me, when I hear women, other women, saying like um you basically tell them what to do all these little things like it don't even sound attractive to me because i don't want to be in a relationship like that i don't want to be in a relationship where i'm making every ultimate decision right. because 
it is skewed. It doesn't even feel like my relationship. I want to be in in an environment that is challenging and I'm thinking we're making decisions together. We're moving yeah. forward. We're strategizing. It is, it is like an experience in itself to be there versus check. Check. You're the exception. Remember that episode we had? I always said there's always that 10%. Yeah, Just you did. Okay. You're the exception, Jessica. You're the exception. That story. And like we we're 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 keep emulating just like a, a a plant that stamps out paper plates and they just go stamp stamp stamp. Like nobody just wants to stamp out a, a marriage relationship. Like you want to have intimacy. You want to be at this like this space of I can be my full self. And I don't think that that module is going to get you there ever. Like it's never going to duplicate. You might accidentally maybe, but that's one. That's not even. I don't know. So so, so, too, I don't think that's every single situation, just like you're saying. I, I think that for most relationships, that might be true. I but said there's 10%. Said. I understand that. Right, right. So, so <laughs> I, I'm just going to say it does. that does not apply to me. That doesn't fight well, me. Um, I, yeah. I said that in the last <laughs> It doesn't, Voodoo. It doesn't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It doesn't. <laughs> but the whole point of this show, I think, is how do we become yes. part of the 10%? Because yes. it's already obvious that the 90% ain't making it. It yes. ain't working. It ain't working for them. Somebody's unhappy in the relationship. The relationship is failing. Even if they stay in the relationship, you have a person giving 70% and receiving 30. They're not happy. Like, and we're trying to live optimal lives here. <laughs> How to become the ten percent? No, I, I know, I, I, y'all, y'all make some very good points. Um, and it's scary. Um, this is why I like having these conversations. It's like looking in the mirror, and this is why I'll say this. This is another thing that people should do. Um, that will help secure the line. You need to seek out mentors and people older than you that you have things in common with that can impart knowledge. Like, yes, I just called y'all old. I'm sorry. But these are three of my homies. And like I said on the last episode, they've really helped me in life, not just relationship, but in life. And they've painted pictures. And just like what Q just said, I've experienced that. And he just highlighted some things that I didn't even think about. But every single point he was making, I was like, yep, went through that, went through that. Um, the other thing you have to pay attention to, I think, which will help secure the line to bring about more meaningful dialogue in relationships is pay close attention to what isn't said. Mm -hmm. Like That's a lot, a lot of the times my girlfriends told me no, or that they disagree with me and never said a word. It was your lack of words or your lack of action, your lack of enthusiasm said no, but you didn't want to have, you didn't have the conversation. And usually yeah. it turned out with the, it turned out being them instead of having a discussion, you went and did what you felt like you wanted to do and you disregarded my thoughts and feelings about it. And I've yep. kind of learned to recognize that. And now I tend to be the one to broach the subject to say, Hey, well, you didn't say anything. You didn't give me a response. What are we doing? And a lot of my them, last, yeah, my last you heard, just like you heard what you said, right. Even say anything. Even he said, what are we doing? Yeah, I've had to do that. That's something I've experienced. So um, I will say that's another way, man. Like, start off with the communication strong and put it on the table. Like Nick said, man, you gotta you gotta start off with the communication. Like, be who you are 
and, and let them know this is what I'm looking for. This is what I'm trying to do. And when they aren't exemplifying that, you got to have a conversation about it, man. We, like Jessica said, we let too much stuff pass these flags. Um, guilty. I'll say I'm guilty. I let some red flags pass that probably could have changed things or put me in a better situation I'm in now. Um, but I'm not that person anymore. I've actually learned. I'm also a bit, I'm taking the time to love myself more and do more for myself more. And when I get into another relationship, I'm going to hold on to that. I'm not going to sacrifice so much so soon just to show you that I'm here and I'm with it. I'm going to need you to meet me halfway. I'm going to need to see what are you doing? You can see what I'm doing. I'll talk about what I'm doing. I need to see the same effort or equal or, you know, however you, whatever that looks like coming from you. You know, I've, I've heard women had a, you know, a, a word for what you just said. Oh, shit. And uh, a lot of women refer to that as being jaded. I just wanted to point that out to you. When you say you're yeah, yeah, yeah. something from previous relationship and their relationship, that word is called jaded. I hear it all the time. Yeah, I've been accused of that. Because this is what men do. They say, okay, this didn't work in the previous relationship. I have to change because I was partly to blame because I let it happen. And you know what else? So they say, they say I won't do that anymore. And women call that jaded. I'm going to add this. I'm going to add this. The re and I'm going to tell you the, why the reason why I do this. When it comes to self-responsibility. <laughs> um. It comes to response. Oh, I'll do things. I wouldn't say I, there's certain things I won't. Yeah, I won't do. Yeah, and there's things I'm gonna do differently. Those sacrifices, I'll still make them, but they're gonna happen later. But I do that because the number one thing that I've learned from all my relationships is, and life in general, I control what the hell I do. I control what I say, my actions, what I give, what I won't give, what I'll receive. I have a hundred percent control of that. So I have to take advantage of that control because I cannot control anything. That the other person is going to do. I can only hope to influence it, but I I can't control it. So I know moving forward, let me do my part and control what I can control and see how it's gonna go this time. Because I haven't made big enough changes and I saw the results of that. And I was like, eh, nah, we're not doing that no more. So they can call me. How do me you Jay feel then. about that, Jessica? What he just said. I like do you think it's correct for a guy to just hope? If he's not getting what he would hope to get out of a relationship, say that one more time. Do you feel it's correct for a guy to like not a complete hope, but actually slow down, if not come to a complete halt because he's not getting the reaction he needs out of the relationship, or at least I agree. he feels with the partner. And that was actually kind of piggybacks up on what I was going to say as another form of a solution is personal boundaries. Like, and I, and going back to the jaded comment, I think that people manipulate when you set boundaries for yourself and you're honest and transparent. And it's a boundary that, that, uh, binds you, you binds your, I guess, um, their insecurity away from you. Like when you create that line of separation and you hit a target of something like, I'm setting this personal boundary and it impacts you. I think that then the ego wants to try to manipulate you and make you feel bad about your boundary. And I don't think that that's necessarily jaded. 
I think that things impact us. We go through experiences and we, we get some type of um, the experience impact you negatively, positively, neutral. Like there is something that happens to you. And so I don't think that it's jaded to have uh, a certain experience. And I had this conversation earlier this morning with the ex of mine that called and it was um, me using my voice. Don't like, you cannot manipulate me with, with certain pieces of your words to fit your narrative. Like, and it's easier for me to identify that now because it's happened at different times. Um, and I felt like in our conversation, he was using certain words to, to kind of manipulate the, the meat of the, the topic. And it wasn't really reflective of what, what I was saying or what, um, his his true intent was but you can use certain words to trigger people and to like manipulate the, the flow of the conversation where the conversation goes so i i don't think that it's jaded i think we all we all have experiences from our past that that impact us and you have to be transparent about that like this is a trigger for me this is where i am this is the things that bother me um and no you can't change people that's why you have to, going back to what I meant by power, you have to own your power and say like, you know what, my power really ain't telling you what you what you should, should or would. I can only say that so many times and hope that the one, the, the times that I've said it, that either you, you're going to chew on that and make some type of change. And that's like the warning shots, because I cannot make you change. I, there's nothing that I can say. There's nothing that I can do like that can make that instantly is like a button that will make you change, except for probably hit your triggers. And that's not healthy. Like <laughs> that's what people do to manipulate. They make they make people change because they hit their trigger buttons. And it's like, I'm going to get some type of reaction out of you today instead of the the more holistic way is to have the conversation, have the dialogue and hope. But that's not in your control. And people don't want to do things that are not in their control. They want to control the situation and the narrative. So they, they hit the buttons. And I think that that's toxic behavior. That is true. Very true. I agree. Voodoo, I agree how can too. we secure the line, man? Come on, Voodoo. You got something. Stop shaking your head. Your know. line is secure over there. I think. Oh, my line is not secure. Well, yeah, my line is pretty secure here. I've learned from my past experience how to secure my life. Okay, well, help so, me out. It's uh, without saying any names. Past experience. Um, uh, one of my recent past experiences. Um, initially, when we met, uh, we agreed that we would do certain things. I also even said what Jessica said. I wasn't ready for a relationship. I'm not looking for that right now. I'm not doing anything right now, but however, we can date if you like. No, I'm not dating anybody else. It's just that I've got other focuses. And I don't know if that's going to take away from what you're looking for. That manipulated, not manipulated. It kind of migrated into, oh, damn, I'm in a relationship now. So I had to embrace that, which I did because it turned out to be a very good friend. So it got to a point where what you said you were looking for and what I said I was looking for, uh, we agreed that's what we would probably work towards. And it got to a point where I was getting a lot less of what I was giving in that sense. And I don't mean physical. I mean, just like the emotional uh, investment in the relationship. 
Um, so I did what, that's why I asked Jessica, is it, is it bad to come to a complete halt? I, I came to almost a complete halt in the relationship because I was getting what you said you were willing to provide into the relationship. And I feel it was toxic because it was, it, it became something kind of like pushing buttons in the sense um, where you were triggering, trying to get things out of me um, emotionally. And I wasn't willing to participate anymore because you're no, you're no longer agreeing to the relationship we decided to relate in. You understand what I mean? So yeah. the line being secure thing, honestly, is like Dex said, when you initially start talking to someone that you're not in a relationship with or wasn't thinking about being in a relationship with and everything gets spoken out, you're talking about different things. And once you're in a relationship, that conversation completely does a complete 180. Things get shut down and it becomes guesswork. And I hate guesswork. I don't want to guess what you're thinking. Yeah. I don't want to guess what you want from me. <laughs> tell me and I'll tell you if I can or not. And don't be upset if I say no, I can't. Because if I say, yeah, I can, and I don't give it to you, you're going to be upset anyways. You see what I mean? So to secure a line, you've got to be open enough to where if we're having a discussion like this, or if, for instance, sorry, Nick, is having a discussion on Xbox, and the TV's loud, and the significant other can hear everything in the background, she's comfortable enough because she's secure enough to know who Nick is. Whatever conversation he's having, he's having with his friends. But she already knows her man. She already knows who he is. She already knows what he provides. She already knows how to take care of her. So she has no worries. Mm -hmm. And he's open that way, and she should be comfortable that way. And he's comfortable being open and discussing anything because he already know what his relationship is because his relationship is not with me, not with Q, not with Newt. You understand what I mean? Mm -hmm. and, and this is how you secure a line. You know what I mean? It's You've got to be open enough to where whatever discussions you have outside, you can, what do you mean when you say blah, blah, blah? You should already know. You don't know that person. That means you need to go back and start doing some maintenance and get to know who you're with. Because that's how you decide whether to keep them or leave them. Right. There, there's one thing I want to add to what you're saying, which I it, it kind of came off my head as, as you were talking. I remember earlier part of my relationship with my wife where um, people also have to remember that when you're in that relationship and everything is sugars and flowers and whatever, you also have to be able to recognize the red flags and end the relationship. You have to be able to end the relationship. And um, it's something that happened with me and my wife when she was my girlfriend where we ended the relationship because it was a red flag. And it was just something that it was an immature part of her that I did not like. And you end it because you have to recognize that the relationship is not your end-all be-all. You were okay before the relationship and you'll be okay after the relationship. Now, if you, you decide later on that, okay, you resolve it and you'll get together, that's one thing, right? But, but you have to be able to preserve yourself first. No, you know, love yourself enough, preserve yourself first to get to where the line is secure. Yeah, Nick, that all comes from experience and maturity. And usually you have to get past a few relationships just to get to that point sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. Um, Voodoo, I like the way that you sum things up, man. I, I really 
you re- I really have nothing else to say on it, honestly. The way you sum that up, that that's who I'm that's who I'm becoming. And it's funny, I never thought I was gonna be like that. I've always I was raised to give my all so that I would have no regrets. I can look back on things, but at the same time, you setting yourself up for a dummy mission because people will take advantage. People will slowly draw back. They'll start doing 20%, and next thing you know, you're doing 80%, and that's not cool. Um, so I really like the way that you broke that down. I, I think that was very relatable, and that's very understandable. We see that not outside of romantic relationships. Your brother, your cousins, your friends is like, dang, every time I come through, I bring the liquor, but you bring the styrofoam cups. Hold the hell up. Like, damn. Like, can you bring a <laughs> bottle? Like, why you always got to get Bud Light? Why you can't get the German lager like I do? Like, what's going on here? So... Go ahead, Jessica. Well, Your wheels are spinning. Mm-mm-mm. I love it. Not gonna say anything on that one. <laughs> Speak. You just Speak. gotta contribute. Because I want us to get to a space where we recognize in that example, and I don't think that example is what you meant, but I do think a lot of the listeners will will contextualize that statement. And you have to recognize like everybody has different things to give. And if they're always bringing the red cups, like I do, I I think you should also be, uh, be aware because people that are really trying to take from you, like sometimes they just showing up, they're not bringing anything to the table to commute. And so like, I, I don't know. I think we have three forms of cur- currency in which we spend our time. And we talked about that time, money, and energy. And one, at any point when that shifts and I'm giving more energy to something than I am receiving or more time to something than I am receiving or more money into something than, than the other person, like, I think that that's when we should step away. But like recognizing that you brought the bottle, but you can't really drink. I mean, yeah, you can't because we country and culture. But <laughs> you drink from the bottle. Yeah. But the reality is, like, that person is still breaking bread and bringing something to the table. And you don't know. Like, sometimes we we like to look at things tit for tat. But, like, maybe they don't have the bottle to bring, but they have. They, they're they there in effort and they're, they're really there. And, um, like, that's a whole nother spinoff. But I just don't want us to get stuck on these tit for tat things. Yeah. Like. That you want to be able to commune with people that can, that are bringing something. That's not to be able to contribute, Jessica. Yeah, we, we just talked about that uh, uh, so-called jaded. And you said it was not jaded, being jaded. But the catch is, when you've experienced in the past, you're not going to let those things go again. Because, like I said, you've learned from those experiences. And you're trying to curve some of these reactions. So when you say tit for tat, it's not tit for tat. You're just saying, no, I've seen this before. Now it's a red flag for me. I am not going to let that happen anymore. Right. And what Buddha said. I totally agree. That's, That's creating a personal boundary. You know, like, I don't think, I don't think that that should be considered jaded. I think when I hear the word jaded, I'm thinking of something that um, it's like a scar, like a, a scarring. And maybe maybe it's like the like maybe that's just my experience. But I don't think that that's I don't think personal boundaries makes you jaded. I think jaded is like turning your eye like I don't want to have nothing to do with it. I didn't even look into it like you just like you didn't do any 
further analysis to it. You, you just said no. That's what I think of when I hear jaded. Not. I mean, my thing is you're saying no just to defend the guy with the white phone cup. Uh, when you're saying no, you have to be able to contribute. Okay, if this guy's showing up with his cup ready and not buying a bottle and things like that, you know, if he did something different to contribute, like maybe the last guy to leave and he's always the guy there cleaning up after everybody's done and things like that, doing his part, you know, it may not be recognized that he's bringing this damn white cup. So, you understand what I mean? So it's about contribution, whatever you right. Yeah. Right. If you if you get in a relationship and this woman makes tons of money, you make nothing. You contribute in other ways where it makes her life a lot easier because she's making yours easier. And she recognizes that. You've got right. a 50-50 relationship. You know what I mean? And it's vice versa, regardless of this uh, you know, but this uh, regardless of the opposite sex. So it's it's about contribution. Yeah. Right. And I don't want it to be you know lost. I mean? Um because the other thing Voodoo said, I don't want y'all to take that what I said, I guess it was misinterpreted a bit. Voodoo had the discussion and said, hey, let me know what you want and I can let you know whether or not I can, yes, I can do that. No, I can't. So when I was using that analogy, don't tell me, yeah, dog, you know what I mean? I got, I'm going to bring the vodka and the, you know, I'm going to bring the girls and the vodka and the ice, but you just show up with the cups every time. Like, right. stop, stop, stop setting this false expectation or saying, yeah, this is what I want. This is what we're going to do. All right. But you always coming up short, but then you yeah. don't want no one to say nothing to you about coming up short. Exactly. It's I totally agree yeah, all of that. Yeah. But yeah, you got, and that's the other thing too, y'all. Um, be real with yourself. See, you got to look at what someone has to offer you. If that ain't enough, you got to be strong enough to say, eh, I don't want that. Yeah. I was yeah. in a very destructive relationship, not the past one. Just to be clear, in case somehow it hands get this. But once before, five years ago, I was in a destructive relationship because I wasn't being true to myself. Mm. It was absolutely because I wasn't being true to, true to myself. I didn't say it was my fault. I said I set myself up for that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because I wasn't being true to myself. Because I allowed it to happen. I allowed the manipulation to continue. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And, and I thought this is what I wanted or was able to tolerate. Until it got to a pool, I'm like, why the hell am I tolerating this again? I'm like, you're right. no better than this. And I had to get out of that. Some people don't get out of these relationships. Yeah. No, but it was, you're not you accountable. Know. You got to be accountable with yourself. Yeah. And I feel like that awareness alone, like it keeps, we don't, we don't do that. Like if we are really honest, going back to that initial power, the power was like, if you honest with yourself, you can recognize like I wasn't being true to myself and that's what I attracted somebody else that's also not being true to you either. So now you got two manipulative people in a relationship. That's not going to go anywhere. Nowhere at all. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> there you have it. I know this, this is, is a fun. I survived. Do I get a t-shirt? We working on, we yeah. working on, we working on uh merchandise. I'll get you a t-shirt. <laughs> I, I survived the gaming society. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Stop putting I us in boxes. No <laughs> but yeah. There's some stereotyping going on. So <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure that some of you definitely pulled some gems from this. Um, definitely learn from this. Hopefully you can secure your line. Um, ultimately securing a line is going to start with self and, you know, 
what you attract and what you allow to quote unquote occur, what you tolerate, you know? Um, <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm just thinking about some some other stuff. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, the, it the, might be the alcohol. The truth of the, I'm drinking water. I don't have any, I only have beer. I don't even have any hard stuff. That, You're not being true to yourself, sir. <laughs> I'm being true to my health. Um, but yeah, hopefully that will secure the line from you. Much like Voodoo said, um, Nick, I'm pretty sure can speak freely because his wife knows who he is and knows what he says. Um, I've been smacked across the back of my head for trying to be that person. And I said, huh, they're, now I know they really didn't know me. That's why they slapped me. So, <laughs> um, do y'all have anyone have any closing words for the people? Do the work. Do the work. Do I don't that. think enough people do the work. Yes. I don't. And the work starts with yourself. And the work starts like internally. And once you do that work, I feel like you, the abundance comes in relationships, businesses, and overflow. But you can't get to that until you make that first deposit within self and like recognizing self. So that would be my challenge. Take off them track shoes so, and stop running. Yeah. My last my last word is this, because I, I think that Q said something earlier that really hit it for me, is it's easy to say. It is all easy to say. Yeah. But, but get down into it, just like you said, do the work. Be prepared to be uncomfortable, man. Whew. All of it. <laughs> you have to. You have to. <laughs> yeah. Well, the only last word I've got is you got to understand, if you're starting a relationship, it's a lot easier to walk away early than to go through some nonsense and down a spiral and make it painful to walk Heck away. Yeah. So just just express yourself and tell them how you feel, what you want, what you're looking for. Initially, if they don't like you, guess what? Remember that sign I posted on Facebook? So I don't like you. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Be truthful and just get out of it. You get out of it early. So you need to be truthful initially. Q. Uh, well, there's not too much more to say. Um, everybody kind of summed it up. Toll catches, like uh, like everybody was saying, uh, you got to be yourself and say what's on your mind. Um, a lot of people just won't come out and say, you know, I don't like that shit. A lot of people just can't do it. Uh, yep. they, they overlook what makes them feel good. And it's almost like and they make themselves worse as a relationship goes on. As, as Voodoo said, mm. it becomes a spiral then when you could have just said it up front, hey, you know I didn't like what you just did. Because uh, a lot of people can't speak, uh, um, I'll call it being raw. A lot of people just can't do it. They just can't come, come out and say what's on their mind at that time. They feel, everybody always feel like they got to tiptoe around somebody's feelings when you can just say, hey, that, that wasn't right, and you, you're going to have to do better. That's right. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. So, 
Make sure you join us on Facebook in the Facebook group from My Experience Podcast. Instagram, FME underscore podcast. If you have a topic or if you want to be a guest, you want to hit us up via email, fmepodcast1 at gmail.com. Don't forget about our affiliates, Gardener's Garden, Retro Mimi, and Acre Gold. Those links will be in the description unless you're on iTunes. It won't be in the description of iTunes because they give you a limited amount of characters. So I don't have space for it. Um, But... Thank y'all, and make sure you continue to take care of yourself mentally, physically, financially, and we will catch y'all next time. Peace.